Oh my soul. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Waynefleet BIC. You have found the youth edition of our podcast. So this is geared toward youth and parents of youth and just anyone else who is interested in um, a great discussion about what the youth are learning and working through um, at our church. So welcome. My name is Julie Adams. I'm your host and I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Hello, Pastor Wes. Hello. How's it going? I'm doing great. Good. So you wrapped up with the youth a series on the masks we wear. Mm -hmm. And you guys, um, it was great. You can go back and catch those episodes if you're tuning in for the first time. There are three three episodes um, that we had gone through about different masks that youth wear. And um, they were great episodes. And I I found them really encouraging to record. And um, yeah, they were good. They were good. So now you are into a new series you were telling me about um, on mental health, which is very timely, I would say. Yeah, and, so uh, yeah, yeah, we're going through a series of mental health um, focused around depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start with um, this quote by C.S. Lewis, and he wrote Chronicles of Narnia, if you didn't know that, but um, he wrote, mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It is easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Ooh. Yeah. And he wrote that in 1940. Wow. That's a long time ago. 80 years later, essentially, mental pain is a huge burden and more people end up carrying it today. Yeah. There are so many people within our church and our groups and... Mm-hmm. everything that just mental health is such an aspect of all of our lives now yeah i know i could count i could i could i would lose the number of fingers i have counting with all the people yeah. that i know who have been affected by mental health or are struggling with mental health or going through something with depression or anxiety and one of the things is even though society was sometimes really scared to go talk about mm-hmm. mental health we i think everyone got that feeling kind of like in the early 2000s and that yep. it started now it's a lot better yep but the Bible was never afraid to go there. Ah, oh, that's interesting how so long ago that... Uh... Yeah, it doesn't use the same language as we do today. Mm-hmm. The book of Ecclesiastes doesn't say Solomon was depressed. Mm-hmm. But he says multiple times, everything is meaningless. Mm. So you can connect the dots. There was very much mental health. Everyone has had it. It's been yeah. through history, through everything. It's been such a huge part of everyone yeah in existence mental health has been there and the fact is the bible is filled with people who went through similar struggles and it's because god understands our struggle that we have his word today that we can focus on him that we have prayer that we have new ways to connect with him that through jesus we walk in our daily lives with him Mm -hmm. we have the holy spirit we have all these different amazing things that we can walk with god through so that's why we're starting a new series called oh my soul to kind of help our youth through this time, through that struggle of mental health and help provide them with practical resources maybe to talk through and to figure it out because one of the hardest things for mental health is talking about it. Yes. Is addressing the fact that it is something that everyone has. It's invisible too. That's what I think a lot of people, it's invisible, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you break your arm, you You have a cast. You have a cast if you break your arm and it's like, oh, can I help you? You look like you're struggling with Mm -hmm. that. Can I help you carry that? Or your leg is broken. I can help you with that. I can hold the door. I can do that. But when it's it's mental, internal. Yeah. 
you don't see it. And no, and it's hard to recognize. And I think that mental health often comes out as um, something different. Sometimes it looks like anger. Sometimes yep. it looks like laziness. Sometimes it looks mm-hmm. like agitation. Sometimes it looks like yeah. a bunch of different things. And when we let that keep building up and building up, we have moments where panic attacks can occur and anxiety attacks and all these awful things can occur. Mm-hmm. Um, and though we could use any of the examples we give through Ecclesiastes or C.S. Lewis or anything like that through um, Elijah or Solomon or anything. We're going to focus on David mm-hmm. and particularly David's words in Psalm 42. So if you don't know David, he was this really awesome guy. He was the youngest of eight brothers. He was a shepherd. He killed Goliath and then was a king. Um he was both tough and tender and knew how to fight and how to feel. He knew when to fight and when to weep. In fact, David was quite the weeper. Anyone else, I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. Even though we don't want to admit, we, we all weep, we all cry. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So that's why we're going to ask. We have five different types of criers. Okay. Sheet. This feels like a quiz where I need to I like, know. do you have the most letter A? Do you have so, the most letter B? <laughs> this is for everyone to think of. Okay. The first one is called the beaver dam crier. The crier does everything he or she can to hold back the flow of tears. Think about happy things, trying to hold everything back. Then you have the hiccup crier, which is the second one. Trademark for strange noises that, yeah, I, as soon as I said this, I bet everybody was just like, I know one person. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> the broken AC crier, mm. the person who employs drama to help them release their emotions. Expect, and everyone, when you see this person, should expect flailing hands like, by the side of the face like they're trying to fan themselves almost and to be and it looks like they're gonna pass out from heat stroke um the fourth one is the ugly crier yeah i don't need to say more on that one <laughs> um and the fifth one is the leaky tap uh, the one that yeah. never stops crying yeah i might identify with that one <laughs> which one are you i am definitely the ugly crier there is no ah. doubt about that <clears throat> but as we continue I want to read Psalm 42, verses 1 to 3, and it says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? So David is actually giving us a glimpse um, at his life in this. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obvious that he's not in a good sense. He's not in a good way. Um, which to anyone if we see this someone who's talking like this we would say that's a huge red flag that's something like we need to talk to you about yeah Um, but David's also a poet and though he doesn't describe pain in the usual sense that most people would um, he kind of gives it the sense of an interesting language to use how my tears have been food all day and night in essence it says my menu for breakfast lunch and dinner is my weeping is my tears it's it's my pain. That's what I'm existing on. Yeah. Exactly. And so many of us today exist on our pain. We feel like in life sometimes that the only way we can feel real or human is to have pain. Mm, yeah. That we're supposed to be struggling when it's, when it's not true. Um, so I had, I had some time personally for me with mental health um, where I struggled was the fact of being alone. Mm-hmm. I felt so alone in, our, in the world and didn't really know how to deal with that. And that led me to dealing with suicide and struggling with that, wanting to hurt myself and wanting to just 
not burden anyone. That was one of the biggest mm-hmm. things I felt was that I was just a burden to everyone. I was burdened to my parents. I was burdened to my friends. I was burdened to everyone just because even though I wasn't expressing that I had mental health, it was yeah. eating away at me inside constantly. Do you think it's more difficult to identify in ourselves when we're struggling? I think there's a sense that we know we're struggling. Yeah. I think it's the fact that we don't want to admit yeah. out loud. We don't want to put it into existence. Mm-hmm. There's that sense of when you say something, oh, it's in existence now, or you're never supposed to jinx a team in sports because yes. then it's in existence, or just something like that. But it's just a lot of time with mental health, people do the same thing. Yeah. We don't want to admit that there's something that could be wrong with us. or, And it could be a chemical imbalance. Like There's so many yeah, things yeah. in mental health that we're still discovering and how some people do have a chemical imbalance, and there's a way to help that. And yeah. There's some people who generally just have anxiety and mental health and everything like that and to, we just need to be able to walk alongside them so we're going to go through the four points i have for okay. us okay the first point is called your tears talk to you and this is a moment to stop and think david's tears are taunting him saying where where's your god in all of this mm-hmm. surely you wouldn't be crying if god was present or real our very presence on your face is proof that your god has abandoned you the sense that his tears are talking to him. And maybe you felt like this, that feeling you get when you look at your life and you can't help but think, where the heck is God in this? Yeah. If he loved me, this wouldn't be happening. Yep. And these things David is feeling and processing are things that I think we have all felt. There have been many times where I think all of our tears have talked to ourselves, whatever we're going through. Maybe it's maybe your tears give you compassion sometimes. Maybe your tears taunt you. Maybe they're hurt. But as you begin to listen and think, you, you, begin, you can also say, you're right, kind of where is God in all of this? Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's okay if your tears talk to you. <clears throat> it's okay if you wrestle. It's okay if you wrestle with depression and anxiety. You don't have to put on the perfect Christian mask, similar to what we did in our last series, and you don't have to shove all your emotions down. Instead, you have the freedom to go to God in communication to let him know that you're hurting, to let him know that you're angry that you want help that you want him to be more in your life yeah and eventually and it comes with practice it's not something like you do it once and you're going to get it instantly to listen to god in our lives to find where mm-hmm. he is what do you mean by that how do we hear god so we're going to get to that okay i have a whole other point on it it's okay. okay i'll wait um, and i want to give a supporter tip as well mm-hmm. for someone who may be struggling or going through someone who has depression or anxiety or struggling to just be there that's one of the most important things i can say is to just be there mm-hmm. when they are crying when they are angry to just be there just be a person in someone's life who they know that it doesn't matter how they are it doesn't matter if they're ugly ugly crier they doesn't matter if they're a broken ac crier it doesn't matter if they're struggling with depression or anxiety just be there for that person the bible encourages us to weep with those who weep cry, cry with your friends and when the time is right gently help them see the truth that God is still near to them. If you rush this process, you'll look more like Job's friends, which isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. So Psalm, Psalm 42 verse 4 says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Now we can't know for sure, but David probably wrote this while he was fleeing from Saul mm-hmm. um, 
or while he was fleeing from his own son, he has fled a lot. Um, but both are honestly terrible options. Naturally, he is pouring out his soul and weeping at, at thoughts of better times, thinking that better times could come. And it's a hard thing to do when you're in the midst of yeah. depression and anxiety. How do, we, how do we look for the future? How do we find that? When yeah. we all we're hearing in our head is nothing is worth it, not everything's yeah. meaningless. Now, he used to lead people to that was God, how they sang and danced and worshiped together and people. And now here he is fleeing for his life and running like an animal. Mm -hmm. And if you've been here too, where you felt like you're running from your own anxiety or depression, you know exactly what it is. They hopefully neither of us know this, but it's the fact that we just keep running from the pain and the pain, trying to not be overwhelmed, trying to keep running, trying to keep ahead. And it's so exhausting. Yeah. Now, memories can bring hope because when you think about what used to be, you look forward to what could be again. That's a huge thing to say. Mm -hmm. Memories can bring hope because what you think about what used to be, you can look forward to what can be again. But memories can also be a source of hurt where, where you, like David, are crushed by them or ravaged by fear and may never experience that form of joy again, which is why point two has to be talked about. It's your second mm -hmm. point. You must talk back to your tears. Verse 5 and 6 of the Psalm 42 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And here's where we see the bulk of David's process, and this is a huge shift in the Psalm. He says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? I would argue in most cases of depression and anxiety come with this question. Especially questions that begin and end with why. For all of us who are wrestling with this, your mm -hmm. questions and self-dialogue may sound like, why am I feeling this way? Life is good. My friends are good. My family seems good. But why, why, why do I have to feel this way? Why is when yeah. all others around me are having joy, why am I hurting? And maybe you're the other way. Maybe you, maybe you know why you're hurting. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can see why you're hurting, but it's the fact of recognizing it and pursuing and trying to communicate with that that's that's one of the hardest things and in the psalm david is dealing with a lot david is dealing with questions and thoughts which in its own way is good like it's good to have those questions and thoughts that he's having and wondering mm -hmm. and going through that but it's also helpful to see how a veteran someone who's gone before us practices talking back to his tears in this case, he focuses on a couple of things. He says, hope in God, for I shall praise him again. The word hope. Hope plays a crucial role in all of our lives. Mm -hmm. If anyone is dealing with mental health, hope can be one of the best things we can have. It yeah. can be something that can inspire us. It can be something that can lift us. It's something that God gives us, that hope of being in relationship, that hope of walking in life together. And this leads to point three. And it's remind your tears of God's deliverance and delight. Mm -hmm. That's where David's and our hope lies. David's soul is weary and ready to give in to despair. But he resists and tells his tears, no, I will not give up because I will praise God again. Those joyful memories can become realities. David refuses to give in to despair. He puts his hope in God's deliverance. He puts his hope in the truth that God will not abandon him or leave him. We know the story of Jesus leaving the 99 for the one. Yes. Love that This story. does not just mean when we are 
in the middle of a desert or struggling with anything physical this is a mental thing as well yeah jesus comes for us in all times and finally he finishes this his thought by reminding his soul of god's delight admittedly you can't really see that on the surface but we'll dig into it a little bit this phrase my salvation and my god in hebrew is translated the salvations of my face i've noticed you and maybe you notice this, you can tell a lot about someone how they're feeling if you look at their face. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at um, the Science Center in Toronto, and they had these really cool things. So picture like a cube that mm-hmm. was sliced through, and they had faces on all sides. Wow. The same face making different expression. Mm-hmm. And your challenge was to match up the eyebrows to the right eyes to the right mouth to the right mid face it was really interesting and then it told you if you were right and what expression they were making and it was it's true like you say to look at someone's face and to um to recognize the expression it was really it was a really interesting exercise to do yeah Mm -hmm. and the fact that someone's face um can mean so much to know what they are thinking, to know what they are feeling. And I think we all have this as a human characteristic to be mm-hmm. able to sense other people, a sense of empathy. Um, God is telling his people that his facial expression towards them and his view of them is not one of disgust and anger. Mm-hmm. Through scripture, we see that, but grace and peace. In other words, God smiles at us. Yeah. He wants to comfort us. David knew this blessing well. He knew the book of Numbers well, and I'm just going to read this one. And it's number six, verse 24 or 27, and mm-hmm. says, The Lord blesses you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. So like I said, David knew numbers well. And this makes me wonder if this blessing was on his mind when he wrote those psalms. I believe it's 72 psalms are written by David, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are pain. Yeah. A lot of them are agony and struggling. And that's why I say, if anyone's struggling with mental health, and I'll say this, the psalms are a wonderful book to go through for that. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've gone through it myself, and psalms are something that saved me. I remember my professor in my first year of Bible college showed, talked about his struggle with mental health, and he said how he wouldn't be alive today if it was not for the psalms. Wow. If we remind ourselves that God is the deliverer who delights in us, we will make it through the storm. With that said, there's another word that David talks about in the latter part of verse 6, and we'll look at that. And so Psalm 42, verse 6 says, My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mazar. David acknowledges his pain, and that's something I think everyone in mental health we need to do we need to be able mm-hmm. to acknowledge our pain whether it's struggling with being a burden if we think we're a burden if it's struggling with anxiety towards someone else if it's struggling with eating disorder or anything yeah acknowledging where our pain is coming from can help us move into a way where we can start a healing process mm-hmm. now at first glance this may seem like a contradiction just two verses earlier I'm going, to, I'm going back to the psalm. Two verses there, David's trip down memory lane was inflicting more pain. And so why would this remembrance be any different? Paul's focus has adjusted. In verse 4, he's remembering better times, which leaves him bitter at the present circumstances. But now, 
maybe realizing that his thoughts are wandering into un unhelpful territory, he switches his thought process. To have God's past faithfulness and essence, he is going to trace God's fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Psalm 105, verse 4 to 6. I'm jumping huge in this, but keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. And remember the world of wonders he has made, his miracles, and the verdicts he's rendered. And this is our last point. Our last point is point four, and that is trace God's fingerprints and signs of past faithfulness so you can have confidence in his future faithfulness. Mm. And if you're struggling or trying to remember, you know, what are the times where God has actually been faithful in my life? Yeah, look, look at his track record. Look at his track mm -hmm. record. I know that's not the always the easiest task when your heart is heavy and your head is foggy, but, but trust me to try. See if you can uncover any fingerprints, and this will be different for every person. I can't say that. I can't say that every single person is going to find something magical and amazing looking at those fingerprint tracks. Mm -hmm. But struggling with mental health, and I'll say this is. Sometimes we go through hard and difficult things. And there just isn't a scripture verse for it. There's, there's isn't. There's some things we go through in life that there just isn't. But we have a community of people that we can walk with. And if you don't have a community of people, please reach out so we can help yeah. you find a community of people. But God is someone who does not abandon us. Mm -hmm. He leaves the 99 for the one. He carries us through our hard times. And I think that's something important to remember that it doesn't matter what we're going through. God is right in the midst with us, feeling our pain as well. And this is a supporter tip, and we'll leave on this. And before we do a quick little recap, for anyone going through mental health, you're walking with someone in that. Be available to process with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes strugglers need someone to process with, someone who will give them space to piece their jumbled thoughts into words and sentences. Sometimes that's what they need to start gaining perspective and hope again. This means your availability to walk with them through, through this is invaluable what a part we can play in helping others. Yeah. And just do, to do a little recap, your tears will talk to you, and we must talk back to them. Remind your tears of God's deliverance and delight, and to trace God's fingerprint for signs of past faithfulness so that we can have confidence of God's future faithfulness. And that is part one of Oh My Soul. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was really, uh, I'm sure that the youth will. It's going to be a heavy one. Yeah. It's going to be one to actually work through and talk with, and we're going to make sure to have more small group time for this because mental health is a part of all of our lives, and it's something we really need to take care of and look at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are um, a youth listening, we're glad you've tuned in today. If you're a parent listening, we're glad you've tuned in today. If you are just listening um, out of habit, we appreciate you listening to and um, you can join us in praying for the youth and in praying for Wes as he gets to know the youth and um, we're glad you're here. If you'd like to get in touch with Wes with any questions or would like to chat with him, you can reach him at wes at waynefleetbic.com and my email address if you have any feedback or suggestions is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Um, and we'll look forward to connecting with you again soon. Have a yes. great week. Bye.